Hey, AP Sports Nation, welcome back to the AP Sports Podcast. Firstly, Happy New Year to you all. Hope you all had an amazing festive break with family and friends and wishing you all the best for 2024 and hope you guys achieve everything you want to this year. So we're starting off the year strong um, with several episodes that are coming out this week and we're kicking it off with a real focus on actually the journalism space in sports. So it's sort of like a journalism focused week basically. We've got a new person on as well, a guy called Elliot. Elliot actually has been a very busy person. He is someone we really want to get on because of the amount of things he's been doing in the sports industry whilst at uni and coming out of university as well. And he's on this journey of finding the right sport job and the right job in the journalism space. He really goes into this one in depth about, one, about like why journalism, and also like the, the kind of process he went through by trying different types of journalism, whether it was like written or media or video, etc. And he really just talks about the experiences he learned from all these internships and freelance work, etc. So for someone like yourself who may be interested in getting into journalism, great. Maybe someone who isn't interested yet, but could be. This is a great one just to hear how open-minded he was and seeing his process of trying different things and finding the right kind of area in the journalism space. So definitely check this one out. Love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, once again, as always, there's insight, there's value, and there's also um, some tips and tricks from someone who is still trying to figure it out but um but definitely can be some value to you so as always check it out look forward to hearing your thoughts and yeah let's go from that yeah exactly okay cool well listen when we start these things off like when we ever do something it's always good to like kind of get you know get to know you a little bit more and things but i think the best thing like it was a sport right we're always about sport focus so I'd love to hear, like, you're a football fan, like, you love your football, which is great. And me and Callum both support teams who aren't in the Prem. So, you know, we're not seeing the greatest days for our teams. But, you know, someone who loves football, which is great. What other sport are you really intrigued about going into as well as football? Oh, good question. Um, I mean, I, to be honest, it's mainly football that I'm really intrigued about going into in terms of a working career. I think... Um, because it's always been that sport that I've loved. But then in terms of other sports, like you mentioned, I'd love to do maybe something with, I like basketball. So okay. maybe something, maybe a little bit with basketball. Uh, I used to do, I used to um, run from my county. So I'm still quite into my athletics and stuff. What did you run? 1500 and 800 middle distance runner. What was your 800 time? Oh, I could do, I knew I could do so 800. About, yeah, probably. I'm not sure. Not I'll have to it's been such a while. I knew my I knew my fifteen hundred time was um just under five minutes, which okay. is quite good. Mm. But um for my Love age, that. but yeah, I can't remember anything else. It's been such a long time ago, but it's one of the sports that maybe I'd like to get into. Yeah, I mean I used to work for a rugby club, so you know, I've obviously got that rugby side as well. So I mean the rugby world cup going on as well. You probably to a little yeah. bit more. Did you uh, yeah. did you watch last night's game? Was it last night or the like before the England one the weekend I can't I didn't watch the, it the England one I watched the England one I can't remember when it was it, was, it feels like two days ago it yeah, might have been two days ago Sunday yeah I watched the England one and I watched the Ireland one as well that was those are two good, those are two good matches I think so. you watch it Callum game that was yeah the the France the France game was unbelievable first half anyway um and then England got by which was fine um so we'll wait and see what happens next week I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, hope you don't bottle it, but yeah, fair enough. So I think athletics is an interesting one as well. It's interesting you said that. Um, and I think rugby is an interesting one as well. I think it's a good time. I think it's, I don't know why I feel like it's exploding a lot of people who I didn't think would watch it are starting to watch it now, which is, which is interesting, but like, you know, let's, let's get into like you and like what you've been doing. So I know we touched base before we like did this, which is great. And it's really interesting hearing about you going to university now, you know, you've been cracking on with journalism and trying to get into that world and all the experience you've done. I'd love to hear like the first stuff, like going to uni, kind of that process. What was your headspace? Did you want to do journalism? journalism? Did you not? Like, I'd love to hear about where your headspace was beforehand. Yeah, I, I wanted to go into the football media world. That was the one thing I wanted to do. And then I've kind of had my mind set on it since I was about probably probably when I was 12 because I think everyone every kid wants to grow up and be a footballer and like I was no different really so you kind of have that say it with some chest and go like yeah I'm gonna be a footballer and then go but if I don't then I'll be a sports journalist you kind of um, I was kind of saying well I definitely want to do this and then sort of saying still still had a little bit of doubt in my mind probably and then once you realize you, you're not going to get to that level you then go okay well what else can I do so then that's why I went into football media so I definitely wanted to go into football media when I started um, I didn't know what I wanted to do in in the the football journalism space. So there's writing, there's social media, there's broadcast, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I think uni was a great choice for me in terms of I could actually try everything and then sort of go, well, I like this, I'll go for that, and then base my job applications and things like that around that. So uni was definitely great for that. And yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things. With uni, I think that's probably the most ideal thing you could do with that because you're getting so much experience in different sort of areas whereas some people may put their eggs in one basket and go well i want to do this and then they either get to a point where they're not doing maybe some of the other stuff or they get to a point where it's go well i don't really do don't want to do this anymore maybe i could go into this and they don't really have that maybe experience beforehand that they could have picked up at uni so i think it was always important to me to do a mix of everything in terms of social media broadcasting and writing which are probably the the big three really in terms about, of that area talk about the degree like how is the degree structured i'm interested like the you say it's really broad right what yeah. what was broad because you did a bit of like is it the writing stuff is it a bit the actual camera like kind of filming stuff how did it work yeah so it's a football journalism degree so everything was kind of based around football which is you know brilliant for someone like me i mean you said you know what sport do you want to go into and me saying football is the only one i really wanted to do it's that 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 degree is perfect for someone like me and some like my mates as well who are just so into football that they kind of don't really focus on maybe on other sports for example and yeah it's structured in ways so we had like different lectures and one of the lectures was more of a social media in football let's say so that'd be more of you could look at how clubs do their social media channels and then another lecture was a tv journalism one so you look at not like presenting setting up a camera doing all this stuff and then writing you'd have like maybe some writing lectures as well so it was it was a really good sort of mix of all of them really and I think in first year there was definitely more of a mix of them because then in your second year you pick your options and then you go well I want to do this because I now I want to do because I know I want to do that sort of stuff so you can tailor it around but no it was it was a good three years and I think it was structured so well to the fact that you could know what you want to do at the end of it. How did you decide, or well, which which area did you actually enjoy the most um, out of those three? I think there's a mixture between social media and broadcast, I would say, because 
they kind of align into both as well, which is good because you see like YouTube's almost becoming like a TV channel in its own right. And you can see that with football clubs nowadays and their media departments, they are practically TV channels. So the two of them kind of cross over really nicely. And I think that's great for somebody who wants to be around football, who would go, okay, well, I want to be around a football club as you start a job. And then maybe you could go, okay, well, maybe I could go into the TV industry. It doesn't kind of close that door off into TV. Whereas I think, I definitely, I think I went into uni thinking, oh, I quite like writing, but now I don't think I could do right writing as a career now. So it's a good job that I kind of didn't do the apprenticeship route and go, well, I want to do writing and then sort of realize, oh, well, now I don't want to do writing and what are you going to do afterwards? So I think it's important to have a set idea of what you wanted to do. And I still had, still had wanted to do like social media and things like that. So yeah, I think with the social media side, like I said, it closes sort of aligns it both together. So that broadcast social media one is definitely the one I'll enjoy the most. Writing is okay. At games, it's fine because, you know, you give Martin match reports and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, if you look at social media, who's and Sky have uploaded highlights 20 minutes afterwards, the match reports almost becoming a little bit like it's redundant now. Yeah, really. Exactly. Because so, like, I mean, technology's no moved point. on. Exactly. So there's no point in really, there's no point in really doing it as such, then kind of what's the point in everything else behind it. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm not gone into the writing thing now because I just can't see myself doing it now. Interesting. And what's really interesting, uh, would you, by the way, the great thing about you going to uni and realizing it's now going to be more of this instead of that, I think, by the way, ticks the box of why you go. Like, that's a great thing. After realizing, okay, that is the direction I want to go. It's more like a media side, it's not the writing side. What did you feel like you needed to do? Did you have a lot of guidance at uni? Like we went to very different unis. Like, did did were they very good at saying, "I think you should go do this," or was it you figuring out and all these things you've done is all come from you? I'd love to hear about that. I think a lot of it's come from me because I, I'm someone who creates my my own opportunities, and I've always prided myself on doing that. A lot of it's also come from my lecturers as well. I think there's one lecturer out of at uni called Chris who is really good at sort of like guiding me through and sort of going, "Well, you could do this, you could do this," and sort of give me ideas and sort of broaden my horizons another lecturer called neil as well particularly for tv was good at that doing that as well so no they they definitely do help you a lot and i think the best thing is is that they weren't sort of like trying to those of those guys in particular weren't trying to push you down a path of what they wanted you to do they were more trying to push you down a path of what you they felt was right for you so i think that was a really good thing to do in terms of like i said i think i sort of came into the line of social media X broadcast and kind of mixing that a little bit together so i think the club media role kind of suits me well at the moment and that's more the jobs that i'm applying for now because i can see a future there as well i mean you see like i said clubs becoming their own tv channels doesn't close the door off so no yeah it, de- it definitely helps and um having that guidance there and that sort of mentor to help you is really good as well because you see what they've done in their careers and you go okay well you know they can see potential in you so hopefully you can do what they've done it's quite well I'm, I'm checking sort of linkedin and from what i know from chris and obviously briefly speaking to you but you've done quite a lot over the sort of years you were at uni though like you know what we find with other graduates is that they sometimes forget that you know they've got to go elsewhere after uni but you seem to you know you were at cluster afc mansfield not necessarily you know full-time or whatever but you were doing bits and pieces throughout and you know, it'd be quite well unique, really. You know, we haven't had someone from a journalistic background, someone from that sort of 
world come on before. So it'd be interesting to know how you got those type of roles. Because look, yeah, Mansfield, you know, if, if you know football, you'll know that they're a team, lower league team as such. You know, they've never really gone past League Two for, a, I don't know, I'm going to get slated probably for that. But, you know, they're, they're not a well-known, you know, Chelsea, Tottenham, Man U, etc. So how did you work that one out in terms of, you know, getting that role and obviously what you were doing with them? Uh, that was all uni, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I say I got my own opportunities. That was one of the few that was sort of sorted by the uni because it's so close to them. And they said it was more videography. And I thought, okay, well, if you kind of want to know what happens in front of a camera, I think you need to like learn what you need to do with a camera. So yeah. I think that was the idea behind it in terms of the videography side. Um, like it was a, in a professional football club environment, which was good as well. League League club as well, not just, you know, a non-league club. And I think... Mm-hmm. That's kind of good to have in your CV to say that you've worked for two non-league, two non-league, the two EFL clubs in Morecambe and uh, Mansfield as well. So I wanted to do the videography side because I feel that I felt like that that would be good for my CV. And I mean, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think I'd do it again in that sort of videography side, sitting on the side of the pitch because uh, so it was so cold, particularly <laughs> Mansfield. Because it's only got three stands. Mansfield's only got three stands, so the wind comes in. So I know I. I I'm glad I did it, but I don't think I'd do it again. But it's that experience of getting that on the CV and going, okay, well, I sure I can do videography now. So again, there was a you're, point. You're testing things. You're testing which areas you like to go into. Yeah, just like um, the tick the boxes and just sort of go, well, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And I think it helps a lot because if you need to maybe go for a role at a football club like I'm maybe doing now, there are things that say, you know, oh, I'm so glad to that videography at Mansfield because now I know how to run a camera. So it helps in that regard when there's clubs and you go, okay, work this out yourself. You're not just, you're not spending two hours thinking like, what am I going to do here? You can probably pack it up and then go really quickly from doing that. So I'm glad, I'm glad I did it. Uh, like I said, I don't think I'd do it again, but it's the same thing with the writing, for instance. I'm glad I've done writing, writing, even though I probably wouldn't do that again, because I think it's important to have, particularly to lay your foundation as to what you need to do for jobs as well. So yeah, like I said, glad I've done it, but I wouldn't do it. I don't think I'd do that role again. But like I said, it's important for the foundation. You would have been at Derby when Rooney's definitely there. Yeah. Was Lampard there as well? No, it was too, uh, too late for Lampard, unfortunately. Too late. Just too late, late for that peak because that would have been an excellent bit of writing to, and to get behind And Mason anyway. Mount for Kyle Tomori. Um, yeah. Ashley yeah. Cole was um, there as well. Coach. So, yeah, I think he was a player there as well. I'm pretty sure, but um, yeah, he's uh, yeah. I think I'm not gutted that I missed out on that because, like I said, I can't do anything about it. So there's no <laughs> point complaining. I mean, I got Wayne Rooney, which is still a pretty good one. So I've interviewed him. Absolutely. So yeah. Um, how was how was that though? Obviously, you know, how did you get started at uni? Did you join you know societies? Did you just think, oh, I'm just going to do it? Really, you know, I enjoy it. I'm good at it. It's a hobby of mine at the moment, and obviously it's a career that I want to go down. So how did you really get started on that? Was it sort of your own page? Did you set it up, or was it through the university, you know, starting to write you know, various blogs, content, interviews? Uh, do you mean for the Rooney one, or...? Just in general, really, for so because you know, and on your because you've been you've been busy at uni, you know, you're you're an active guy, you're proactive, which is good. You're ambitious because you know where you want to go. So how did you really get started for you know? People that are thinking about doing it, or you know, probably a bit scared to be honest. You know, you've got that confidence behind you. You know, you probably haven't thought of it like that. You know, just oh, I'm going to do it because that's what I want to do. But 
some people who listen and some people who take these on board, you know, struggle to get started at the end of the day, you know. So if I wanted to do it, how would I do it, really? You know, okay. I don't write at the moment. You know, is it just simply pick up a pen and start producing content and typing away? Or, you know, is there bits and pieces you take inspiration from? How do you do what you do? In a sense, what you said there is actually very true. Just because I think everyone's got, in terms of whatever you want to do, I think first year was very difficult because of covid so you couldn't really do a lot of stuff so it was more just sort of the uni pages because then whenever you'd ask someone they go well we can't because of covid so it's like oh you know mm. so it's so it's like um there was certainly less opportunities and it was a very like difficult thing to do def- difficult thing to go through but i'm glad i went through it because you know i learned how to create my own sort of content that way and it is what you said just everyone's got a phone nowadays so if you wanted to go into like broadcast or anything then you've got a camera to go with it's not like you've maybe back in the day where you had to go into hospital radio or something and then sort of work your way up through there everyone's can have a platform through youtube and whatnot so i think that's very important to realize because even clubs who haven't got a social media presence at all they can get one because everyone's got cameras and phones so i think that's really one of the main things like you said it's literally just pick it up and go don't think about it my dad says that he said don't think just do and i think mm-hmm. there's a very sort of good thing behind that in terms of what i went through in the first year it was ne- i sort of overthink maybe overthinked it a little bit and then just you just got to do it at the end of the day so i think that's so important just don't think just do is one of my main things the first year just see if you can write for the uni page this is what i did in first year in particular because yeah, I don't think there was much other things you could do. Um, I went into a Derby County Zoom press conference. So there's things like that you could get involved with and write that piece for the uni. So there's things like that you can do. So there are ways around it. And it was a lot more difficult in terms of COVID, but just seeing what you can do to the best of your abilities. And just don't be afraid to ask as well, because I think the worst they can say is no. So you may as well ask. And then you kind of, you're not sort of pushed behind than you were before you either move forward or you just stay the same place that you were so yeah i think just don't be afraid to ask is my other thing as well about that i think what's really funny it's, it's interesting so a lot of people i think have this thing and i i did this where you think too big so you're like if i'm going to do writing or like kind of like journalism for writing i want to go i want to be doing it for xyz really big but then what we fail to do is we fail to to understand like the local area like the kind of like tone mm. down for example, you saying if you want to do what you're doing, you go um, write for the uni or write for a local team or maybe a non-league team or it might be starting their social. Like, I think we forget to kind of we look so far that way of like, we want to do that. Or if I start, I need to be there. When like journalism is a craft. I don't know if you agree with that, but it is a craft, is it? If it's writing or video, like, it's, it's, you, you don't become 100% amazing at it straight away. You have to start somewhere. You have to be a little bit crap yeah like that is the truth and Mm. i think we struggle to think like let's just think locally what my resources especially at uni like you said derby you went inside that zoom bit thing whatever like there's little things like that you can do which do add on to when you're three years or down the line or after uni where you're like i've got those skills now and i'm in better position Mm. yeah for sure and i think it's not really about that kind of i think everyone's so obsessed with maybe get into that stage like, as quick as possible so sort of maybe do do as little work as possible then get to the best job it's just not going to happen so it's not 
really about maybe the quality as per se, particularly with like maybe non-league clubs and stuff, because you are allowed to make mistakes there. I think everyone forgets that and everyone thinks it's got to be perfect. It's got to be this, but you are allowed to make mistakes as well. And doing that on a smaller platform is going to be better for you because you won't make your mistakes when you go to do a, a league club or, a, you know, maybe a smaller club from there. So Premier League club even. So, they're all really good experiences to do, and I think that's the thing because you make you can make your mistakes there. Like if you made a typo and then you someone's pulled you up on it, you then realize, oh well, I'm not going to do that for the next one. It's just practice, practice, practice. And I think that's it's the secret ingredient to everything really to get better at something. It is just like keep doing it again and again and again, and you'll get keep getting better at it. So and it's just it's more just a natural process. It's not really something like you said that overthinking. You have to think about too much. So. Yeah, Matthew um, Matthew Saeed mate, uh, wrote a book on that called Bounce, um, and it's literally it's just the whole concept of practice, practice, practice. I think he was a table tennis player and effectively wrote a book on it. And then there's different things that take away from the book itself, but um, you know that is one of the key things. And I think that's you know if you like sport, then you know that that's not just on a professional athletic level. You know you don't just start running the hundred meters and under. 10 seconds if you want to try and break the world record do you or you know 1500 in under five minutes like yourself but you know you don't you don't do that without actually you know putting in the graft and the the sort of one percent gains as well another sport analogy from rugby when they won the world cup way back when which seems a lifetime ago now topical but you know the same thing again um which i think's key key takeaways with yourself um you know how do you how do you create your content in terms of the social media stuff? Is there certain platform systems you use just because again, you know, is it things you found that works like it might be a system that nobody's really used? Is it all purely Adobe, you know, how, Illustrator? How do you go about your business then? Yeah, it's mainly Adobe. Uh the the Adobe products I think are the best ones to use. Premiere, Photoshop, um, in terms of graphics and everything else. So I've done that with no, excuse me. The um the Bear Pit fan channel. Um, I did that a lot with that sort of Photoshop templates. It just makes it look cleaner and everything else. But you got to practice that, how to use it, and everything else. So there's bits of that. There's like like I said, you get they get uploaded to Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and like I said, I don't really I don't really think about it too much like that. So I think that may be just my 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 answer because. I just don't really overthink about this stuff that much. I go, okay, well, I've got a picture. I'll put it in the graphic and then I'll send it out. It's kind of, I think maybe, I don't know if maybe that's a problem for other people where they overthink it too much, thinking it's got to be like this or it's got to be like this. I think just, either I think keeping it basics also quite a good thing as well. Maybe that's something I've said about overthinking, but keeping it basics is a is a really good idea because it just doesn't overcomplicate it. You haven't got too much color or something in a background if you're doing a Photoshop template or you haven't got too much like, you know, effects on After Effects or something like this, or too many like sort of jump cut scenes to the point where you can't even watch the video. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really think about it a lot like that. But I think if anything, that's actually a good thing because I think it becomes so much more, you know, simplistic and natural. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's something. I think, I think with you, it's very, well, it's second nature now. You know, you've been doing it a little while, and you know, those things that, again, skills that you probably overlook now. You know, when you first started, you're probably like in the similar boat to a certain extent, but you've got that sort of aura about you where it's just like, oh, what's the worst that can happen, really? 
you know, and people like certain things and then you'll know, okay, well, that actually gets views or that's quite well received by Twitter, Facebook, managers, athletes, whatever it is. And, you know, you touched upon the the Bear Pit channel, which you've got as well. Um, say channel, it's it's content creation piece that you do. And I think it's, is it for your beloved Stoke City? Yes, is that yes. right? Um, I don't love them so much now because they're not doing great, but... Um... That's all right. You always beat my team, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so no, I'm uh, I'm a baggies oh, fan. Okay, yeah, we do always beat West Brom. So yeah, <laughs> that's fair yeah, enough. You do. That is that is the song. No matter what time of year, no matter when it is, it is completely and utterly ingrained to me from going to the Hawthorns for about thirteen years of my life and hearing Tallulah screaming out from the away end and just sitting there getting drubbed 1-0 from Tony Pulis or something like that. And it was just great, great times. You're welcome. But no, um, no. talk about the bear pit then. What's what's that then? What's, what's for everyone out there who doesn't know? And obviously you can give yourself a little bit of self-advertising yeah, as so well. Yeah, so it's a Stoke City fan channel. It's the uh, largest Stoke City fan channel, like on the, on social media outlets. So we've got Twitter, we've got an Instagram, we've got a Facebook account. And we basically just give updates news on stoke sort of create opinions and i think it's just a really good engagement platform for the fans really so they can get more engagement about their club because you know the club do a great job but maybe we can maybe say something about the the club that the club maybe can't say something about so it gives them a chance to sort of you know express their frustrations understand maybe what's going on and we've been maybe a voice for them in the past because maybe there's something that's maybe they've said something about stoke that's maybe not what we agree with or something so there's a chance for maybe us to put, come in there and say well actually hold on we maybe don't agree with that so it's it's a really fun thing to get into particularly if you're getting into maybe just getting into it as like a sort of volunteer which which is what i did and then the guy basically gave the channel to me and said you could you know do what you want with it now so like, okay so yeah it's good it's i think it's just so creative to do and i think there's then doing it with your own team i think just makes it that much better really because you know, I don't think I'd be as motivated to do it otherwise if it wasn't my own team and sort of creating content behind my own team. So you've got you've got an active interest in it though. And if you're I don't know if you went to games and you followed them around and stuff, but if you go in there with a camera and a microphone or you're going there taking videos or pictures or whatever, um, you know, most of the time you probably have very similar thoughts to the majority of Stoke fans, and that could be from ownership to performance to whatever. And it's always cool that you, know, you get to see behind the scenes a little bit as well. I'm sure you, you know, you go and speak to the players, build relationships with them as well, and you know, you actually feel part of the the, the community um, as such. And you're probably seen as that now. Um, I don't know if it's positive or negative from the inside the club, but you know, from what you know, if you follow some of the bigger clubs that have similar things, you know, they go all over. They go pretty viral. But you know, is there is there clubs and Maybe even national teams that you take inspiration from. Uh, I like England. I like England stuff a lot in terms of their mm. sort of content creation. I think they've done a really good job of it in terms of the sort of like Tilly in the Euros. I think that was great. They did the Lions Den, which they then continued in Qatar. I really like the idea of doing that. Even like retro photos, for instance. And I know the guy. I, I know sort of. I've spoken to the guy who's done the England content before, and he's a really smart guy at doing all that stuff. So like retro content it's just understanding trends is something i think we've tried to put that into the account as well because we understand that there's trends going on so we try and fit that into the account and there was remember there was one time we got a lot of likes because you remember the pope one if you can't remember that you already kind of holds it was like that so we we um yeah. we kept a clean sheet 
and one against Villa, I'm pretty sure. So um, we just put um, Nathan Three. Collins and um, Harry Souter in as the sort of two people getting held up and it's perfect. done a lot of light, sort of gets the point across really. And yeah, just understanding that because then more engagement keeps coming, you know, timing has to be correct. If you two weeks off, then it's like, well, what's the point in doing that now? So yeah, I think we're trying to, um, I tried to do look at the whole AI thing, but um, I think I have to pay for that. So I didn't, I left that out. It was more the, um, like the varsity American sort of yearbook photos. So oh, we tried yeah, to do yeah. that, but then I think I thought I had to pay for it. So I thought maybe I won't, maybe we won't do that just yet. But but yeah, like different trends, I think so important. I think England do that really well. So I think England's definitely one. I like Brentford's social media a lot as well. I think Brentford are really cool. They okay. particularly TikTok. Brentford have kind of mastered it a little bit. Kind of taken taking the piss out of other teams, which they wouldn't be able to do on Twitter <laughs> or Facebook, where it's yeah. a little bit more serious. Yeah. I think TikTok gives. A bit, a little bit of light and a little bit of fun to it. So, <laughs> you had a power cut. Don't <laughs> worry. Happens all the time. If I stand, if I sit still for too long, <laughs> the lights go up. Yeah, but I think Brentford's really cool in terms of like looking at TikTok and you know being able to have fun with it because I think that's what social media should be about, and it's probably what the fans want as well because they want to see their team having a go at Ronaldo, you know, little Brentford having a go at Ronaldo or something like that. So, yeah, I I think they're. They're great platforms and the ability to be creative, which I think social media allows you to do. And it's probably the main reason why I'd love to go into doing that because it allows you to be creative. So, mm. yeah, I think that's for sure. The best one. Out of interest, doing your own page like that YouTube channel, what's the biggest challenge with it all? What's the biggest thing you're like, this is actually tougher than I thought or I wasn't expecting? Being consistent, really. I think it's easier said than, than done, just being consistent with it and, um, trying to you know think of new ideas it's it is easier said than done and i think maybe some people don't realize how hard they have it like arsenal will have like a bigger job with arsenal fan tv and you know the amount of content that's going to get created from there is going to be massive they're going to have backloads of schedule so if you think you know the problem i've got maybe is a little bit worse then they've got it a hundred times worse so I think I think the difficulty is consistency. I think a lot of channels maybe die down after Christmas and they don't really do stuff again and then they want to get it back up again and then they can't because then the algorithm's kind of a bit messed up for them because they haven't posted a lot. So I think consistency is the most important thing because I think that will take them over. Because even if it's not doing well, if they're consistent with it, then I think they'll get something in the end. Yeah, it's, it's someone who's like a rep talent, obviously in the career economy kind of world. So people who make content, it's always the same thing. It's consistency and it's ideas and it's tough. Like even I said to him, I noticed he said, like you've said, it is tough. It's kind of a world of just constantly thinking, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Or let's change it up. So yeah, it's definitely a, um, uh, it's the same thing I hear from, from talent in the US and UK for sure. But it's clearly been working out and going in the right direction. It's saying that you're obviously loving, like what's the aspirations for it? Like, is it, is there sort of plans you're wanting to do or wish you could do with it? At the bear pit, I don't think um I don't think I'd do it forever. Like I I'd want to give it over at some point, which is why I've got sort of, you know, people coming in to help me with it. So I'd definitely want to give it over. And also I think it may happen even soon. If I get a job tomorrow, then I'd have to maybe sort of stop doing it, which would be a shame. But then at the same time I'd feel like I'd go back to being a fan, which is just as good as well. And then, you know, it gives that person then the opportunity to do what I've done with it. So it works quite. It works in quite a nice way. Nice, nice way, really, in that it's made, you know, by the fans for the fans, which has always been, the sort of motto of it, really. So 
it's sort of a, it seems to be sort of like a rite of passage. You know, you, you do it for however long you need to do it for. And then either, you know, your, your consistency goes or your motivation goes or your you know, life in the way something happens and you have to just sort of go actually no. But you started in sort of like an academy of your own with from the previous guy to you to the next people. It's sort of like a, a passing on and, you know, I'm sure you'll, you'll look at it and go, oh, do you know what, maybe I could give them a few tips here or there when you finally do decide to go um but what's what's your aspiration now obviously you know you, you've sort of finished uni you're, you're searching you know what type of things are you searching for at the moment the thing yeah working in a football club i think is the big one at the moment because as i said it would still you know keep that door open to the broadcast world and i think mm. i want to be around football as well i think that's one of the biggest things for me is that i want to be around you know teams training and teams playing games and having well, I mean, it is anyway, but having my life dictated by, by football, really. So I think that's the big appeal for me at the moment. But then I would love to maybe look at going into broadcasting in the future as well. And I think there's very good ways to do that now with social media, with YouTube and, you know, places like Premier League Productions, for instance, you know, you, where you could work your way into a broadcast role from a social media role. So, I mean, yeah, the future, no one knows. I mean, I can't, I can't control it. So um, I'm just kind of focused on the here and now, which is getting a job. I mean, that sounds, how, very, sounds very cliche, was, like a was, footballer's interview. Go on. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, how are you... Because sometimes in these, you know, it's always about, you know, what, what you did and, you know, what you're looking to do. But, you know, as someone who's quite still fresh out of uni as such, you know, how are you sort of finding it? You know, did, you know do you find that there's many things out there in your world? Do you find it's quite clicky? Do you, know, do you have to know people in it? And, yeah, you I mean, you or... definitely have to know people, but I think that's... My dad, my dad told me that from early on, but I think me knowing people's helped me in terms of the roles that I've had with things like the Sentinel, Radio Stoke. They wouldn't be possible if I wasn't maybe doing the Bear Pit, for instance. So, yeah, it def- it's definitely a who you know, not what you know. Basically, I think it's sometimes it's clicky, but I feel like I'd probably once I get my foot in the door, I feel like it'll get it'll be a lot easier. So I think the main thing is getting the foot in the door and hmm. like ramming that door down, which I'm currently doing at the moment. So, and keeping my foot in there as, as little bits as well. Like I'm doing stuff with Derby on uh, next Tuesday, next week. Okay. So I'm going to be doing stuff there, which is great. And kind of keeps my foot in the door with them. If they're ever looking for someone, then, you know, there's more favorable probably to me than if they, which it shouldn't be, but it probably is more favorable to me because they'll see what I've done. But yeah, like I said, just it's it's hard. I mean, I think everyone finds it hard because you've had this structure in your life from primary school, high school, university and all of a sudden there's now no structure and then you go what okay oh, sh- sh- what do i do here and then you kind of go through that so you go through that phase and you go okay well it's not as bad as i think that positive mindset is important i think as well just because i am positive in my own ability and i'm positive with everything that i've done that i will get something i'm in a lot better position than maybe other people who have just come out of my course or out of uni to get something because i've already done loads so like I said, I'm confident I'll get, I'll get something. It's just, it's for me, I think it's more a matter of time than anything else. So, I'm, like I said, I'm confident I'll get something. If that's a year, then it doesn't matter because, like I said, it'll come. If that's tomorrow, then great. So, like I said, just positive mindset. But it is it is difficult to start out with, for sure. It's interesting, by the way, you said about with structure now to non-structure. Like how did you, it's interesting, how do you find all that kind of stuff now, not being at uni and having that structure? Because... With me and Callum, Callum went straight into, you went straight into a job, didn't you, Callum? Yeah, straight away. Yeah. Well, I'd say straight, probably, I went three days a week, and then I went probably a month later, 
full time. So it was yeah. quite like a little transition, but it was pretty much bang straight into it. And obviously, and you, as we've explained, did the opposite in terms yeah. of floating around, doing bits and pieces, probably similar to Elliot in a way. Yeah, for sure. So like, I find that interesting. How did you find all that, Elliot? It's really difficult at first, I think, because you've never experienced it before. Your kind of brain's telling you what's going on here. I've never been in this situation before. You know, it's September. Why am I not here? I think that's that's difficult to get behind to start with. But then once you get into it, you kind of accept the situation and you go, okay, well, I'm in this situation now. I can't do anything about it. So the best thing to do is get out of the situation, which is by the only way you're going to get out of it is by doing this. So it's like I said, yeah, it's definitely difficult to start with. But I think if you look at it with the positive mindsets of this is the situation I'm in, it's normal, you know, people have gone through this situation before, even though it maybe not doesn't feel like that. I keep, you know, you've got to keep refer reaffirming that to yourself. But yeah, just the positive mindset thing is just I think that changes everything because then you're almost halfway there. If you've got a positive mindset behind you, then just everything becomes so much easier. So like I said, oh, it's also I think it's also a good chance to sort of take a step back and just have a look at what you've done so far as well. Because mm. if you look at okay, well, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this, it puts you to get to just go, oh, okay, well, that's good. I can go into doing this job, or I can then have a positive mindset of okay, well, I will get a job. Not like oh, this won't happen because you know it's too difficult. So yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. But then having a positive mindset about it, I think, is the most important thing because I've had interviews at places now and you can tell there's a step there rather than, you know, job application, no, not got a job to, it's going on to job application interview. So the next step after that is job application interview job. So I'm getting closer at each stage, which is the main thing. So, and like I said, it is, I mean, we go back to practice, but it is practice, 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 you know, job application, job application, job application, you know, interview, interview, yeah. job. So yeah, it is definitely, it, it's probably a skill in itself as well, but it's the same principles apply really to what I've done at uni. So it definitely does. For sure. Help. I think you're right about stepping back. It's interesting because when you do that, it's good to obviously for your confidence to go, actually, I've done quite a bit, especially for yourself. You've been busy for sure. And, but also it realizes some people who maybe don't know what they want to do still, it kind of goes, what did I actually enjoy at uni? I really like the event management course or this or that. And you kind of realize actually, I want to do X or Y. Or hopefully you listen to the podcast and you're like, oh, journalism sounds fun. And then you want to do that. Like you you should step back, definitely. But I think the reason why, by the way, you're very confident and you're very positive, which is so good. It's good to see. And you've clearly got a good positive mindset with everything, which I love. But I think that's also helped because you've been busy. Like you are, maybe Callum can agree with this, probably one of the busiest people we've had who maybe been at uni or just finished uni for sure. He's been on the pod or who I've ever talked to. Like you've been doing a lot of internships and a lot of like bits and bobs, which gives you confidence anyway. Cause you know, I've done something. I know roughly how things work. So when you go into interviews, like you've got a bit of knowledge as well. I think that's why you've got that mindset. I don't know about what your thoughts on that are, but that's why I think. No, I feel a little bit more confident now you said that. So thank you. Um, um, yeah, I think. I mean, that's just the button, really. Like, my day job is looking at people and in terms of what skills they have and what experiences they've got. Now, in terms of someone who's a graduate who's done what you've done over the last two, three years, four years, you know, if I was in that field, not saying that you're going to walk into a job the next day, but on paper, you can tell that you've got that drive and ambition, but you're also very logical in terms of the way you function. You know, it's not 
weird and aspirational and dreams and you know you're optimistic but logical at the same point and quite a realist which is quite counter well contradictory really but you know from from a cv perspective and the way you come across you know you've got a lot of things you can fall back on you know a lot of experiences diverse experiences you know i did well seven months because of covid but i did an internship at one place so i had one skill set chris before he landed his talent role went and did ver- you know numerous volunteering or internships across sort of diverse things to work out what he did like and what he didn't like now with your field you knew what you wanted to do but it was about well i did videography not that keen on it but tick the box great done the written part done the broadcasting done the social media so when you're now going through all this stuff you know what your skills are and that's where the confidence comes from and also you know that if you're getting interviews probably what you've done is already speaking for itself it's just now putting it into practice in person and just making sure that you come across okay in another skill which as you said is practice again so i don't think you've got anything to worry about but again it'd be interesting to to sort of know your thoughts on that because you know obviously you've got confidence in your own ability which is great and you've got a number of skill sets already but it depends on the market of course and you know if people are hiring but just building those networks up i think will help in the long run anyway which you already have some you know Hmm. yeah for sure i think um i think it's difficult for everyone no matter how much experience you have i think everyone's in the same boat in that regards but then i think I think what you said, what I keep saying about the positive mindset is that it's so important because I think that can change everything, having a positive mindset about something and going into something going, well, like I said, I think I'm repeating, I keep feeling like I'm repeating myself with the positive mindset, but it is so true. And I think some people almost fall at the first hurdle because they sort of think this is impossible and they don't really get what they want afterwards. And I think actually having the positive mindset and going, well, I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to keep going after it is sort of very important in that regard and no matter how many times you fail you keep getting up and you keep trying it again you know you know fall down seven times get up eight it's that kind of sort of scenario with getting a job really the th- the reason why we mention it is because one of the things that especially i've been kind of big on saying is i feel like at university like everyone goes to uni now of course some people don't but majority let's say compared to 40 years ago 30 years ago whatever and what's happening i think is that people are going to uni and doing let's say they're going to a re, a top five ten university in the uk they're doing their degree they get their first and they walk out and they kind of go great everyone's I, i'll apply and everyone's going to want to see me for an interview and the reality is especially different industries are all different but the reality is that everyone's got a degree so then people end up going let's go do a master's because maybe they don't know what they want to do yet which is fine but they do the master and go i've got now a degree and I've got a master's and now I should be, you know, this should be great. I should be getting something. And they don't. And then there's this kind of thing that I say is people end up um, accepting the first job that comes to them. Like a recruiter comes and says, I've got this job. And they go, oh, great. I want a job. Yeah, I'll take it. But then if you look back and peel back about them, you go, do you actually like what you do? And if you actually tried and went, I want to do like me, talent management. What am I going to do? I'm going to try and do this and do this and talk to these people, etc. But people aren't doing that. They kind of, maybe it's an entitlement thing. I don't know. But with you, and that's why, especially when I said a message to you to come on, is because it's very clear you want to do journalism and media. I could just scroll through, which is great because an employer will see that, and some will do the, take the chance and, and work with you for sure. But it's the proactive bit, which I 
I personally don't see a lot of. I love to hear Callum's thought about recruitment in that world and seeing CVs all the time. But I really believe there's a there's a there's a not problem, but there's a bit of a stigma where it's I got I went to university, I went to Edinburgh University, I got a first class degree, I should be able to get a job in X. And unfortunately, that's not that doesn't work like that. Mm. Yeah, which is why I've been doing all the experience really beyond the classroom. So so Sentinel's not really linked with the the uni, but then I think I remember the uni, they did like club roles and stuff where each person got like a different sort of role and sort of saying, well, this is going to be your thing, which is great. But I didn't feel like I got the club role that I thought maybe I could get. So I decided to go, well, I'll work for the Sentinel and I'll cover Stokes Academy, which is, if you don't know, in terms of maybe much about football, they're one of probably the better academies in the country because we're a category one academy. So therefore I'm able to get myself off my own back. And it's no disrespect to the uni because they obviously have done a lot of stuff and getting those together. But I just... You don't need the uni to help you get the roles because I think I got one of the better roles there and I got it all from myself, really. So I think, and when I went back to that point of, oh, I want, I knew I wanted to go into football, but I didn't know what I wanted to go, what I wanted to go into. I think had I maybe known that the whole social media route was a like a a thing I definitely was a hundred percent sure I want to go into now, I would have done gone straight from sixth form into you know going straight into a job and. That's not, and it's not a bad thing to go into uni, but I think if you know 100% what you want to do, then you've got to go into it rather than maybe go into uni and then not doing the work. And then all of a sudden you're three, maybe three years of work behind. I know people who are like doing their internships at sort of local radio places and, you know, they seem to be doing great. And then they'll get great learning experience from hands-on experience as well, which is very, you know, which is so important really. And yeah, so I think, there's definitely good and bad bits to boat, but I think you have to, at uni for sure, you have to make your own opportunities. Whereas in the internships, those, I think that might be the better route for someone if they want to know 100% I want to do this. Then I think looking at internships is the best thing because my school in particular, I, th- I think they were not obsessed with um, looking at who was going to uni, but I feel like it definitely helped them to say, this percent of people in our class, in, our, in, our, in their year, went to uni after they did A-levels. So I think... So I think they sort of forget about the internship side and then go into the say, well, this is this is what you need to do here. This is the natural progression where realistically there's a another option, which maybe they're not, you know, portraying themselves, which I think it's not just a problem with my school, I think it's a problem with all schools. It's in general. I think because I think there's such a maybe maybe a regimented approach of primary school, high school, university job. Whereas they maybe don't look at it in terms of high school, in terms of um, primary school, high school, you know, job. They think it, they think it's quite linear. You know, my one of my parents is is a you know, school teacher, and you know everything's very linear in terms of the approach. You know, there's not much diversification in terms of where you can do, as you said, there go the internship, go the apprenticeship, you know, go and do a trade, or you know, it's very much once you get to school, if you have the academics, you're going to a A levels or even BTEX or whatever, and then you want to go straight to uni. There isn't the the signposting, which I found as well. You know, one of my, the sixth form that I went to was very much like a, 
you're going to uni because 92% of last year's cohort went to uni. And then you exactly. didn't want to be part of the 8% that didn't go because then you're part of the minority. And you're again, deemed a failure sort of... because of that statistic, really, is what... Yeah, and it, it's, it sort of sticks with you. But then, you know, you're, how are you meant to know that at 16 when you're being yeah, told in a structured way for the last 14 years of your life that you're doing this? And then, as you said, when you got to the end of uni, it's now you're on your own type of thing. Because yeah, there's and not I think much it's, of an exit. I think uni. uni was the right thing for me, but I don't think I kind of knew that at the time. In a sense, I think I, I think I knew it was, but then I mean, in terms of, I didn't think so far. It's only really looking back that I go, well, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So uni, you know, I tried everything, and that's brilliant. But then, if I knew a hundred percent what I wanted to do, I think some kids know a hundred percent what they want to do, maybe in broadcast for instance, and they go to uni and then they can't find maybe a job in broadcast where if maybe they went down the internship route, they'd have three more years plus experience and then, you know, try that side as well. So I think, yeah, I think I said, it's not a problem with my old school. It's probably a problem in all schools really, but I think there just maybe needs to be that open-eyed approach. Cause I've seen kids who've gone to their internships and they, they love it. They, they just, they're having the best time of their lives at the moment. So you know, I think when that whole thing about uni will be the best time of your life, they're like, they go, oh, well, I want to go to uni. So, you know, there is other options out there, which I think they maybe don't see as as much, really. And I think my school was more of a sort of, you know, I mean, they probably weren't, but it felt like it was, we only really care about the Oxford and Cambridge lot. And then, you know, rest of you can just, you know, <laughs> they're not sod off, but we don't really put as much time into you. But yeah, it's still bits of that that go on in, there's still bits of that that go on in schools and i think that's just more of a whole thing really i still have a different belief system around exams and around everything else in terms of the way that schools are structured i think it's outdated i think it's old-fashioned and i think it needs to change because it's not keeping up with the modern world so yeah and i i think by the way there's a big thing that we're noticing especially you know i'm hiring for someone in partnerships and kind of sales role and I'm, am I looking at university degrees? I kind of am, but I'm also really looking at like, what have you done? Like it is experiencing. And that's the one thing I'm seeing more of. And I don't think people who are at uni are kind of understanding that. They're just thinking degrees, great, fine. Like having a degree in an area and also experience of X, Y, Z is great because, you know, that's why we did a placement year. There's a, there's a reason why I mean Callum in our spots because, we did a placement year for a year. We had to get experience. If I didn't have that one year, I mean, I, I don't know where I'd be. I, I, I don't know. I'd have nothing on my CV to write. I'd have maybe a couple of summer jobs, but nothing uh, major. So I think, I it's, think a, it's, it's really, a... I was just going to say, I think it's really interesting that you've gone on reflection that maybe you wouldn't have gone to uni if you knew about the different routes. And I think that's mm. sort of, again, why we try and do what we do is to reaffirm that point that there is a choice and there is a way and speaking to people like yourself there is an alternative route that doesn't necessarily have to follow the mass but also because you're in that field I can't advise on that because I'm not in that field but now that you've been there and done it you know you may find that someone's listened to this and gone oh actually I don't need to go uni now and I'm not saying I need I can just flounder about and it'll land in my lap like look, I've got to go and do other things but I don't have to go for three years somewhere else, completely relocate and potentially be in debt and all the other things that come along with that. Yes, there are good things and yes, there are bad things, but you've given an alternative pathway, which maybe to you when you were 14, you didn't know about. And that was, you know, and I think that's, that's, that's quite, well, I wouldn't say beautiful, but it's nice. You know, it's, it's 
just something to sort of give back and you know from your life lessons and, and personal experiences and i think that's great yeah i think with um i have no regrets in going to uni like, whatsoever because like, it all because it did its thing in terms of I now understand what I want to go into and uni did that for me. And then in terms of everything else that goes with it, you, you live, you live, you have to clean your own mess. You have to cook your own yeah. food, yeah. everything else. It's a big, it's a big life lesson really. So big wake up. Cool. I think there's, yeah, I think there's life lessons that go with it, which are really good. But I, like I said, if I knew hundred percent that I wanted to go into the social media side and the football club side, would I, not go to uni and go straight into a football club probably yeah i mean it's one of those things if i knew that was an option but i probably didn't know that was an option so there is that mm. maybe that whole thing there but yeah i mean I'd, I'd like to think that i would still if i did know that i'd like to that i would still be doing what i've done and be in the same situation i'm in now if i didn't know so i mean Hopefully it would have worked out for the best but i guess we'll never know because we're in the situation but we're in i think the, the key thing is is you've made the most of your time at uni clearly yeah. So yeah. I mean, at least you can say that, right? And have that and hold your head high on that part. For sure. I mean, is there, I mean, I've got nothing really else to kind of cover. Like, was, it's been really interesting. The only, the only thing I was going to say, um, Elliot, with looking back, obviously we spoke for a little bit of time now. You've, you've spoke about obviously your, your role, personality traits, ambitions, roots into the, the, the world that you're in. What would you say is the maybe top three things for someone to maybe consider, you know, if they're going into your world, it could be the alternative route. It could be the mindset. It could be from your own experience, could be systems to use and learn or experiences to get. What would you say to someone who's 16, 18, 21, who maybe doesn't know, but wants to get into your field? Well, I think if they 100% know what they want to do, then I would advise not maybe 100% going into do an apprenticeship because I don't want to say if you know what if you know what you want to do do it and then if you don't then go to uni that's not really a thing I think just it's more just look at both rather than actually just look at university then that would be the biggest thing I would say and then sort of just make your make your own platforms or something because I think that's so important I mean if people laugh at it it's like it's not really a big deal at the end of the day not gonna they're not gonna remember it in a year's time so and then you know, just like you've got your own camera now, you've got your own laptop, you can create a social presence and do that side of things. You could even write for a local paper like I did. I did that when I was in sixth form. So there's that side of it. Just create your own, make your own platform, hone your craft, if you like, because I think that's so important because it's going to be crap, but you're going to get better from doing it. So I think that's one. And then the third... um just try everything it really i think that's another one important one with the writing side the video side social media side i think that's so important because even if maybe you don't like it as much then you, i guarantee every job you will get one thing out of it like no matter how i've done like the mansfield one i think oh, i'm so cold why am i doing this but i got like the, you'll get one thing out of it at least which is mine was i knew how to set up a camera and then you know really cold days and I was doing stuff at Worcester News for, you know, we were doing match reports on my mates under 18s team. Like I got one, I got that out of it because I then got my name in a paper and I know how the writing industry works. So you'll always get at least one thing out of it if you really don't like it and just sort of take each opportunity really. So I think, yeah, those be my three things. Just sort of look at maybe what you want to do. Look at all routes rather than just uni. I think, um, 
like I said, just make the most of each opportunity you can because I think opportunities are so important. And yeah, just I think that would be my best bits of advice. Very well said. I can't can't top that. <laughs> yeah, Thank it's you. good. I think. Listen, like it's been really interesting having you on. I appreciate you coming on and doing this. I really think that people should see what you're doing and the amount of stuff you've been doing whilst at uni and not saying go do as much as you did or whatever, but at least take the kind of part of it of maybe I should do some other stuff whilst at uni. My degree is great, but what else can I do? But also for sure, there's people who may know what they really want to do and have a think about other routes. I think it's really good. We actually haven't had anyone, have we, Callum, who's done, no. not gone to uni and gone for a different route. And I really love to get someone on to see what how that's gone and the pros and cons from their side. But I do think you're right that they, they need to look at other routes for sure because it's just another option for people for sure. So that's with that. Any final words from you? Anything at all? Any uh, more no. plugs of the YouTube thing? Anything? You can plug yourself as much as you want. It's your time. No, um, no, no, honestly, I think I just want to thank you both for having me on. I've uh, really enjoyed it. Sort of been a reflection looking back on it, which I think yeah. is important for this. And it's been great that I can maybe pass my knowledge down to other people who are maybe in my position beforehand to understand what it's like to get into, etc. So, yeah, no, I just thank you guys for having me on. I've uh, really enjoyed it. And yeah, we'll stay in touch. I appreciate it for sure. And Absolutely. I'd love to, I'd love to see, hopefully soon you'll get into that role. And I'd love to get you on and be like, it's amazing. It's always what I wanted to do. Like, this is what I'm doing. That'll be really cool as well to see and and to share to people because then you kind of, we've seen the journey a little bit, which is really cool for people to see and for yourself as well. So I appreciate it. And you never know. Yeah. 20, 20, 32 lines, Den. Might be a little Yeah, on, uh, can you imagine? There we go. <laughs> you got a dream. Seen. You got Absolutely. Be, be ambitious, but yeah, never know. So. Yeah, yeah. Now I appreciate you coming on. It's it's been a good chat, and you know there's been a lot to take away. Um, and yeah, you know we'll, we'll stay in touch for sure. And yeah, thanks again. Love it, love it. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this episode of the AP Sports Podcast. As always, just remember to subscribe on Spotify. Apple Podcasts and as well check us out on LinkedIn and Instagram so you don't miss out on the next episode and Callum and myself Chris will see you on the next one.